I'm Matt. And I'm Becca. And we uh we made another baby. We are back with season two of the Bristos Made a Baby podcast. We've got another little bun in the oven, and we are so excited to share this journey with you guys. We have a little girl named Hayden. She is one going on two, and soon we're gonna be learning how to parent two little babies instead of one. But first, we got to get through this pregnancy. Make sure to tune in each week as we go on this journey and we'll talk about life and pregnancy up until this sweet little baby pops out. (laughs) We are so excited to share it all with you guys, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So uh, let's just get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the Pristos Made a Baby podcast episode six all about week 17 welcome back and to go along with last week's theme we will be starting the episode with a couple's question and this week it's my turn to ask and the question i chose is the following if you had to eat one thing from mcdonald's every meal for a week straight what would you choose so like a perfect question to ask Becca. <laughs> I have, oh, that's tough. I cannot tell you. I think the last time I had McDonald's was a snack wrap in high school and uh, it gave me diarrhea. So I've never eaten from there again. You're telling me you've gone 10 plus years without eating McDonald's. Yeah. Wow, good Proud for of you. it. No, I may have had some Chick-fil-A. So would you have a snack wrap? They don't have those anymore, do they? I have no idea what that is. It's they. It was like little. Um, it was like a healthier option. It was like a little tortilla. It was like nuggets wrapped in tortilla with like lettuce and like ranch, probably. Sounds pretty gross. <laughs> it was like a wrap, like a chicken wrap. Who gets that from McDonald's? It, McDonald's is gross. <laughs> there's no. There's no not gross. I would get the ten-piece chicken McNugget meal with fries and a Coke. All right. Could eat that breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a week. No problem. Oof. You ever watch Supersize Me? I have. He, he didn't do so well eating McDonald's for every meal. It's true, but he had to supersize it. Well, only if they asked. True. But, but he didn't was he like, do it for like months at a time? I think it was a month. Yeah. Like 30 days, I think. Yeah, and his, his uh, health went pretty south. I remember the first day he was like literally like throwing it back up. Like his body was like rejecting it. Hmm. Like three meals in a row of that food. Um, all right. Well, I don't really, I, I don't know about a McDonald's menu. Burger. <laughs> Not burgers because their burgers are disgusting. Sorry. If you chicken like nuggets, them. chicken sandwich. I'm sure they have a grilled chicken sandwich now. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I would go with that. You would be the only person ever to get like apple slices instead of fries. <laughs> no, I mean, I can get down with some French fries like from anywhere so maybe i would pick that but i don't eat fries for every meal but i guess if i had to choose one thing nice i think i've actually had a uh that's not true i have had mcdonald's once in between high school and now and that was a mcflurry Mm. at an airport when i was studying abroad (laughs) did you hold it down i did yeah I i don't believe it gave me any uh gastrointestinal distress that's good but um yeah, I don't remember where we were. Somewhere in Europe, random. But it was like the only thing that was open. Hmm. And uh, I guess McFlurry is my choice out of all things. Wow. It's a lot of milkshakes. 
Oh yeah, I could never eat that all day every day. But um, if it was a Chick Fil A conversation, it'd be a it'd be a different story. That's the only fast food that I'll actually like eat and enjoy. So what would you get there? Good. I mean, not good as in like healthy necessarily, but tastes good. So what would you get there? What I always get, which is a. Uh, I say always as if I go there all the time. I really don't, but every once in a blue moon. Um, I don't know. I always have you order for me because I never remember how to say it. I get stressed out. Eight-piece nugget, fries, and a lemonade. There we go. Because <laughs> I never know if I'm supposed to say it's a meal or if I just like, I don't know. That's a meal. We'll be <laughs> we'll be pulling up to the people and Matt's like, what do you want? And I'm like, you know what I want? He's like, just say it. I'm like, I don't know how to say it. He's like, what do you want? I don't know. Just say it. You know what I want. <laughs> well, now you know. Uh, so yeah. So that would be my that would be my Chick Fil A order. Nice. Apparently, Thanks. people like their salads. I've never. I don't go often enough to venture out to other items. Like if I go every once in a while, I just want what I want. They also um, have delicious milkshakes there with whipped cream and a cherry. I did not know that. Yep. Sounds pretty good right now. Wow, it does sound good right now, actually. All right. Well. Uh, well, that was fun. That was a very Matt question. Yes. You pro- definitely found the most Matt question on that whole list. I found it quick. What number was it? 67. Oh, wow. You went deep. Yep. <laughs> I think mine last week was like 25. All right. Why don't you hit us with some uh, baby facts for week 17? Let's do it. Okay. The baby's now at the size of a pomegranate. It's big. Which apparently is bigger than an avocado, which I had no idea. Uh, I don't think yeah. I've ever saw- seen a pomegranate in my life. Really? I've heard of pomegranate flavored drinks. But I should get one. They're like red. They're like super round, but it's you cut them open and it's like all seeds on the inside. You just eat the seeds. You mean I should get one? I'm the one that goes to the grocery store. Yeah, that's true. You do go. I'll have to put it on the list. It'd be a fun little experiment. Hayden would enjoy it. There we go. The baby is gaining more body fat. We'll make up two thirds of weight at birth. A little chunk. Interesting. Some cartilage is turning to bone, and the heartbeat is now regulated by the brain. Average is 150 beats a minute, although our child seems to be in the 140s. Yeah. And that heartbeat is double the average of an adult. So, baby's working hard down there. Very fast. And the baby is developing teeth buds. Interesting. I feel like that was already a fact at some point along the way. So maybe they'll just grow teeth now so we don't have to deal with teething, which would be nice. Now, can you imagine nursing a newborn with teeth? That's a good point. It's already painful enough. <laughs> and they don't know what they're doing. Um, all right, cool. So pomegranate, that's pretty big. It, my belly is, is, it's a belly, all right. I can tell that there's a baby that size and the baby's really moving around and stuff. So it's, it's, uh, it's getting pretty evident that there is a pomegranate-sized baby in there. Um, So this week, still not 100% myself. I was hoping this was going to be like the turnaround. Here I am, feeling so great. Like last time, um, that was not the case. Now, I wasn't feeling, I'm not feeling terrible by any means. Um, But still nauseous every night. That has not gone away. It just kind of continues to persist. However, on the nausea front, some good news. Um, I decided to stop the Unisom this week and to see kind of how that would go. And I was able to stop it. So I still 
you know, the nausea at night, still a thing. But the Unisom didn't necessarily stop that, but it did help me, you know, feel not nauseous during the daytime. So, um, like in the couple times, once or twice, I forgot to take it. I remember telling you guys, I would wake up and like the second I was upright out of bed, I would get like hit with nausea. Like it was literally from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed, um, with no break. And the Unisom really helped like kind of stave it off during the day. And then it would just kind of creep up throughout like the late afternoon and it would be the worst by the time I was actually like, going to sleep. So I was able to stop the Unisom and the nausea just kind of stayed at night, which was so nice. I was so happy to just be done with that and not taking it and not needing it. Um, and obviously just so happy just to like feel better. Um, was it like nice to, I guess, see me a little more functional? Nice to have me be a little bit more functional, I should say. It was. It was nice to have you back. I know what's going on though. You're going through tough times, so it's not that big of a deal, but it is nice to have you back. Helps a lot. Yeah. It's it's such a tough situation because, you know, even though the baby's not here, it's like, I feel like I'm always like with this new baby via symptoms that are keeping me from being a part of like real life but obviously the baby's not actually here so it's like there's just these like you know you kind of feel like you should be doing more or feel really guilty for just like resting and laying around and being quote-unquote lazy when really you're just like so sick so it's just it's a tough dynamic um wasn't so bad the first time around because we didn't have like a child to be in charge of but it's a lot harder this time around, you know, because I, I just feel bad that you're mostly in charge of, you know, taking care of Hayden. Um, it's true, but we're fortunate to be able to be home and do that. So that's very true. Very, very true. Um, so, so yeah, so just super happy to be on the up and up. Um, as far as the nausea goes, it's a relief for sure. Uh, another thing this week that was a relief and exciting was it started to get easier to get up in the morning. Um, talked about how I am just so exhausted and it is so hard to get out of bed, like to wake up, which is just so not me. Normally I am like totally a morning person. I mean, no one likes getting out of bed. I mean, uh, bed is so comfortable, but you know, it's, it's, like, I mean, I literally couldn't wake up, like I could not wake up. So that kind of, you know, that, uh, started to ease this week and it was just much easier to get up in the morning, not like pulling teeth, um, still sleeping in a decent amount, but, yeah, uh, it's all good. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Matt would get up with a baby girl, but, um, luckily she's sleeping till seven. So yeah, it's not too bad. But anyway, so just just a little bit easier to get up in the morning, which is a very welcome change. Um, and then something this week that um, I've never dealt with before that actually is not the other symptom I'm going to talk about, but this is an, a new thing for me as well. And that is being really lightheaded. This is also common during pregnancy. Not something I've ever experienced. Um, it seems like lightheadedness and also like, you know, headaches, not anything super severe, but tend to be pretty common. That's not something I ever really had before. Um, but so lightheaded. So being lightheaded all the time, it's like, it's really rough. It's just so uncomfortable. And like, you just always feel like you want to lay down and it's just, but it's like, you're not, you're not sick enough to like fully like take the day off and rest. Like, it's just a weird in between, 
you're trying to go about your normal day, but you're just like not feeling yourself and like you're not feeling normal. I did, you know, talk to my midwife about it and um, I'll get into that in a second because I did have a midwife appointment this week, but that was definitely something new and something not super fun. So let's get into that. So I'll talk about my midwife appointment. So um, this was my second appointment, I think. Yeah, with her. So at this point I'm seeing her monthly. Um, and and so I, what? And this was different. I used to get to go to all the her midwife appointments, but yeah, not yep. anymore because we have a child. Yeah, that is that it does kind of stink. Um, we honestly could probably bring her. I don't think she would care. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, like there was the last when I was there at this appointment. Um, there was a mom and she brought her two girls with her. They were not quite as young as Hayden, um, but I should probably just ask her. She'd probably be like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." I mean, there's like toys there she could play with. Um, it's also just kind of small in there, but, uh, anyway, so maybe we'll be able to change that moving forward because it is fun to, for when you, when you're able to come and you're obviously available. So it's nice. Anyway, so midwife appointment, um, this point seeing her monthly and talked to her, I talked to her about the lightheadedness and she was kind of like, all right, well, first off, are you salting all of your food to taste? And I was like, yes and no. Like I do cook with salt, but um, it's not something that like I ever put out on the table and I'm like salting my food more. So she just kind of talked to me about how, you know, when you are pregnant and your blood volume increases so much, um, obviously your sodium demand along with so many other nutrients goes up and that, you know, it could be as simple as that. Um, so I'm sure that, you know, could definitely play a role. Um, I also think I was just very much overextended during this week. This was another very, very busy week for us. Um, busy, like well out of the ordinary busy. (laughs) And, um, I think I just really needed to rest and I was just like not able to just our schedule this week was super demanding. And, um, and I think that was a huge cause of it. I think I just really needed to slow down and I just was not able and that it was just, my body was not able to keep up and lightheadedness was kind of the symptom that was coming through from that issue, I guess. So anyway, so she basically, she wasn't super concerned about it. Obviously, I think your mind kind of immediately goes to worst case scenario, which is like, you know, preeclampsia or like any kind of like blood pressure issues or um, getting like lightheaded or fainting or like, you know, that's kind of what you think about. Um, but that's definitely, that's, that's not, that's not what's happening here. I think I was just honestly overextended. And, um, so she was just kind of like, yeah, keep an eye on it. You might just kind of, it might just pass and hopefully that's what happens, but otherwise we, we will pay attention to it. Um, okay. So the other thing, whoo, this is a doozy. You want to tell them about my new fun symptom, what it is? I believe the word is varicose veins. <laughs> yeah. And they're, I can't even look at them. I just, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I know they're common. I'm not, but it's just, it they're just pretty gnarly. bugs me out, like creeps me out. I'm always like, look, feel this. And he's like, no. Yeah. I don't like it. I like me. It's fine to look at, but trying to feel it, it's not my thing. I, I get the picture. I can see it. <laughs> But I just want you to experience it with me. I want you to feel the pain. I can see it. <laughs> I can see the pain. Oh, okay, you guys. So, varicose veins. Whew. So, we're going to talk about it. Um, I have never had varicose veins in my life. Um, 
But do you remember a few episodes back, I was talking about how I had to fly um, for like a very quick work trip. And I noticed when I was there, I was like, oh my God, I had these like bulgy veins in my one leg. And I was just like, oh, it probably has to do with like flying, you know, that like, you know, it messes with your blood pressure. And I just didn't really think much of it. So they actually never really went away. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, it's interesting. But again, not really thinking a whole lot about it. And by the time, so a couple of weeks have passed. By the time I went to see my midwife, um, they just kept getting worse. So the day that I saw her, I felt like was the day that I myself was kind of like, okay, something needs to be done about these veins. Like they're, they're like exponentially getting worse. Um, and just through talking to her, it was like, okay, we need to like take some action. (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit about what they are. So varicose veins, um, according to Google are gnarled enlarged veins. So when you're pregnant, you will see, um, if you've been pregnant, you know, if you'll be pregnant in the future, you'll see this, you get like really bright blue veins, like, especially like on, um, like all over like your chest. I have some on my belly. Um, that is just from like extra blood flow and stuff. Those aren't varicose veins. Varicose veins are, mine are bright blue, but they are, they stick out. They're like raised from the surface and they get bumpy and there's just a lot like gnarled is probably the best way to describe it. So it's not like it, it becomes like this abnormal vein or blood vessel where instead of the blood flowing all in one direction, um, it kind of like bumps out in certain sections and it's like, again, kind of gnarled. They can be twisted and you end up getting like, you can, um, they basically allow backflow of blood. So instead of like 100% all the blood is flowing the way that it's supposed to go, this is the right direction, you might have some blood that's kind of flowing back. So that's that's obviously not what you want um, and it can just kind of make the whole thing worse. So they're caused by a few different things. Um, Just in normal everyday people, um, you know, blood pressure increases can create varicose veins. Um, But specifically in pregnancy, um, you have obviously an increase in blood volume. So, you know, more demand and more pressure on those blood vessels. But also you have um, a hormone called progestin that's released during pregnancy, which dilates your blood vessels. And this is all part, you know, part for the course, part of the plan. Um, part of pregnancy, but this kind of lends itself to those veins enlarging, obviously. Um, So that is another like, you know, potential cause. And then also your uterus, as it's growing and the baby's growing, it's putting more and more pressure on uh, the vena cava, which is a huge blood blood vessel that we we often hear about when it's like, oh, you can't sleep on your back when you're pregnant because it it will cut off the the vena cava blood flow. and that is, it's responsible for bringing um, blood from your feet back up to your heart. So you have like a lot of things stacked against you when you're pregnant. These are apparently pretty common, um, but I have never really heard much about them. I do have a really good friend who has them and has had them in every pregnancy except for her first, just like mine. She's actually pregnant with her fifth right now. Um, so she has been like so nice to talk to because I'm like, what is happening? And she's like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> They're going to go away once the baby's here. Um, and I also found out that they are, they run in my family. Um, as far as, uh, apparently my grandma had them pretty bad during her pregnancy. So it can be hereditary. So they are, they're generally harmless. 
and they should go away after the baby is born, um, but they can be uncomfortable. So mine, unfortunately, are at the point where they are uncomfortable. So there are, you know, things you can do like, you know, trying to not sit or stand in the same position for too long, elevating your feet, things like that. For me, that would not cut it. Um, I have to wear, unfortunately, um, compression stockings. So when I went in to have my appointment with this midwife, I I was kind of afraid she was going to tell me that. And I I know from my good friend um, who's had to wear them that they're like, they're just not a good time. Um, and she kind of looked at me, the midwife, and was like, yeah, I think I think you should probably get some maternity um, compression stockings. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. So they're basically tight. I mean, they're tights, very tight compression. They go from like your toes. Um, I had like the toeless ones, but they go from like your toes. Mine go all the way up over my belly. And they're compression and super tight up through like the top of your thighs. They're not like super tight on your belly or anything like that. But so I have to wear them every day, like under all of my clothes. And if I'm not wearing them, the veins like immediately bulge out and they get very, very uncomfortable very, very quickly. So it's kind of like pick your poison. You know, do you want to be uncomfortable in the stockings or do you want to be uncomfortable with these veins? And they can get worse. So hopefully, you know, using the stockings to keep the blood that helps with like venous return, like getting the blood to go back up to your heart, which is where it's supposed to go and not have this backflow issue that can help them not to get worse. Now during pregnancy, typically varicose veins are just in like your legs or your feet. Um, now in pregnancy, they can go up into like your butt and your vagina, which is not fun. And unfortunately <laughs> that is it's where I'm at. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I was like showing Matt. I was like, you have to look at this butt cheek. It is literally like riddled with these veins. And he was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to see it. Actually, didn't look that bad. It looks worse on the legs. Like yeah, right it does. Knee. It does look worse on the legs. On the outside um, of your knee. Yeah. But they're, um, they're pretty gnarly, you guys. And they're not super fun. But again, apparently they're pretty common. But I, this is not something I've ever really heard about much. So I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't know if I believe that. So varicose veins, also I want to mention, they are different from like spider veins. Spider veins, I also have a bunch of those happening. They're like the little thin, they can, they're typically, mine are purple. I think they can be different colors, but they're like thin and they look, they're spidery. They look like little like spider webs. And they're really tiny and they're just like, they're not, they're not like, um, enlarged or raised or anything like that, but I have them like all over my knee and on my like parts of my thigh and they're starting to travel down my calf and my shin. Um, and I should mention all these veins are like in one leg, which is kind of funny. Um, apparently you have like, you can have one leg that's like weaker than the other other, and that's why they pop out on one. I have like a couple tiny ones on my other leg, but the other leg is pretty much fine. It's just my right leg that is literally looks like, I don't even know what, like a horror film. <laughs> yeah. The spider veins are creepy. Like that's, yeah. I don't, those are the things I like the least. Really? Not the big fat ones that stick out? Those are creepy, but they're like thin and just like solo like on their own the spider spider ones are like i don't know just huge like they just keep going and going the uh, the ones that go all the way up my leg no i'm talking about ones around your knee oh like spread out like a big web those creep me out more yeah oh it's interesting so that is the new that's the new symptom you guys that's the new thing i'm dealing with in this pregnancy um and you know i don't know this for sure but i kind of suspect that this is going to be like 
par for the course in future pregnancies, which means these stockings are going to be good friends. We're going to be good friends. Um, well, we're going to more. What? We're going to more pregnancies. Yeah, of course. I thought we were just going to adopt now. Oh, no. Come on. Yeah. We're gonna. I, I, this can't be my last one. Once you're past the sick part, it's like, this is great. Let's do it again. And then you're sick and you're like, I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> yep. And then you have a baby and you're like, I'm never going to do this again. Right. Oh, no. When you had the baby, you want to do it again. I thought it's like at first, it's like, ooh, that was oh, hard. Maybe when you're like in labor, you're like, I'm never doing this again. And then the second they pop out, you're like, okay, sign me up. It's kind of like a marathon. When I finish, I'm like, ugh. And then a week later, I'm like, I can do better. Let's do another. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially at that point, you're already trained. True. Just go for it. Um. Anyway. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so that's a new symptom. It's not fun. Uh, stockings are, you know, they are what they are. They're kind of a pain. Um, but I'm slowly going to just have to get used to them. Um, and it's my mom actually had to wear these for like two years. She not, not really pregnancy related. She had, um, like blood clots in her leg, um, which is another concern, uh, of mine, I guess just with these veins. But, um, I actually had in, in my first pregnancy, I had a bunch of like specialty blood work done to see if I like carry the gene. I forget what it was called. It was like factor laden or something. I'll have to look back, but to see if I like carry that specific blood clotting gene that would put me at risk. And I actually do do not. Um, so I supposedly don't carry the risk that my mom had, which is good. So, um, so that helps, but, um, but yeah, so, so that's where, that's where we're at right now. It's kind of a bummer because I'm just now getting to the point where I suspected to just feel like really good and pretty uninhibited and, um, pretty much like myself. And like, right as I'm starting to like teeter on that edge, I get hit with this like new symptom and like, there's just no way to feel like yourself when you are wearing these tights all day. I mean, they're not terrible, but, um, they're just, you're not yourself. Like you can't wear all the clothes you want to wear. They're always sticking out. They look crazy. Um, so yeah, so this pregnancy I feel like has been a little harder just with, just with that, um, kind of tacked on, but, uh, it'll all be worth it in the end. And, um, yeah. So, um, the only other thing I wanted to mention for this week, uh, as I've been saying, we've just been so busy and our schedule has been so demanding and I've just been, you know, run down and exhausted and lightheaded. And I actually had a trip this week. I was supposed to go out to visit, um, one of my best friends, Chrissy, she lives all the way in Arizona. And, um, I, she recently moved and I had this, you know, big plans to come out and visit her at her new house. But the day I had my midwife appointment was literally the day before I was supposed to fly out and I did not have these stockings yet. And I was just like now getting really concerned about these veins. And I was like, I cannot fly without these compression stockings. And I also just had like such a crazy week. Also her house was like literally is literally under construction right now. Like her whole house is torn up. So it was (laughs) kind of worked out for the best. And I'm just going to go a little bit later, but it was just, yeah, it was a kind of all hit me at once at the end of this week. I thought, 
things were really going to start looking up. And then it was like, whoa, 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 no, you're still very pregnant. You still need to like take it easy. And now you've got to like figure out how to handle these crazy veins in your leg. But as long as I, like if I, I literally have to put the stockings on when I wake up, like before they're on my nightstand, I put them on before I even am upright. Like I'm still laying down in my bed and I put them on. Um, if I don't, within like 30 seconds of standing up, they're like bulging out and they and they hurt. But if you're when you're wearing them, they they really keep them like under control. So like if I take them off, for you know I've got about 30 seconds before they they start to like bulge out. Um, so I know that when the stockings are on, they're kind of keeping them under control. Um, but if I'm like on my feet, like if I take a shower or something, and um, I'm obviously not wearing them. I mean, they, they really do start to get uncomfortable. It's, it's pretty crazy, uh, especially because they go all the way up. So we'll kind of see how that goes with, with giving birth. <laughs> Should be interesting. The first thing I told my, my mom was like, or I told her, I was like, oh, they're, they're up there now. They're like fully, they're no longer just in the legs. She's like, how, is that going to be a problem when you give birth? I'm like, oh, I don't think it's going to be a problem, but it's not, it's not. That was my concern too. <laughs> it's not a positive by any means. <sighs> but I'll be in, in the tub for a good amount of it. And when you're in the tub, they don't hurt either. Cause it's like, pressure. Oh, that's good. Veins don't hurt in the tub. They don't. Yeah. I've been taking a lot of baths too. I'm a bath person now, which I used to hate baths, but they actually feel really good on the veins. A lot of Epsom salt baths. Um, all right. Well, that's, uh, that's all I have. Yeah. Okay. I hope the veins go away for you, at least post-pregnancy, but if not. <laughs> and for you, so you don't have to look at them. No. Well, as long as you don't force me to, but. Otherwise, it's all good. That's good. It's part of the part of the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah, there we go. I mean, they're definitely not going anywhere for a while, but apparently, they will go away. Probably shortly after I give birth, and like my blood volume decreases, which happens pretty rapidly. So we'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in this week, hearing about my new lovely symptom. Um, and just all the other stuff that's happening, uh, in our lives right now, lives right now. So make sure to tune in next week. We'll be talking about week 18, which means we're getting so close to the halfway point, which is crazy. So exciting. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you in the next episode. Peace.